What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday once again from awesomeo.com. This is the Awesome Odds Betting Show. Myself, Ben Raza, here with Julian Edlow. Same as always. Same thing I say every week. Happy Friday, sir. Happy Friday, sir. Um, ever since College Hoop starts, we are we are now locked into to a little bit more to, to talk about, which is nice because I don't have that many takes on the NFL anymore unless a team winds up uh, on Saturday night, having no quarterbacks due to COVID, then you bet on the other team. Otherwise, I don't have that many takes anymore. We're going to have takes. Uh, half the show is going to be devoted to me just complaining about betting the Bears last week. I I, I was with you. On this show, I, Thanks, I duped both of us into betting <laughs> on them. And it was one of those situations where I was already angry and I was ranting to, to May about this is going to push. And this is the worst push I've had in a while. Nope. Mm. Nope. No pushes. Uh, just lose outright. But we will get to that <laughs> later in the show. We are going to talk some college basketball. We're going to talk a little college football. Certainly, we're going to dive into Odd Shopper. But I do want to just ask you quickly about what we saw last night. Um, obviously, the Rams just absolutely handled the Patriots. They're a legit threat to win the West. It seems like unless some, I'm missing something, the Patriots are basically done. Uh, what did you make of it? Do you agree with both of those statements? Yeah. Uh, in terms of the West, I mean, it's going to be exciting. Seattle's, I mean, losing to the Giants at home doesn't help you stay in that race. 
but you know they got the Jets this week. They're going to win, um, and you know have the same record as the Rams. They just lost the head to head. So that that game in Seattle, Rams Seahawks, is going to be a huge game that that might be for the division uh, by the time we we get around to that. So that'll be interesting. The Rams are really good defensively. Um, the Seahawks are getting better defensively, but they're not quite on that level. Uh, two really good teams, two different teams, but. Um, you know, two teams that can contend in, in the NFC that is pretty open saints, Packers, uh, bucks maybe, but it's an open, it's an open NFC compared to the AFC. It feels like as for the Patriots, yeah, they're done. They were done before this, but this just kind of officially uh, made it happen. I was on the under 44 and a half. I was on cams under 185 passing, which maybe could have been a sweat if he was playing garbage time, but we, that offense was like that was like watching navy in like 1932 it was bad um woof man like how many times were they gonna trot cam out there and try and do the same thing first down sack second down maybe damian harris gets the yards back third down first of all get the receivers to the sticks if you're really trying to pick it up it's like third and 12 and you're throwing four yards to the receiver but they're incomplete anyway so like that was that was a mess. Um, yeah, the Patriots offense is not good. I would, as a as a Patriots fan, and I've said all season, I'm reasonable. We deserve this. Uh, it's a it's a rebuild year off of a, a long, long period of success, and the Patriots haven't handled it all that well, frankly. So we like the Patriots deserve to be here, but it, with Stidham in the game very briefly and. Most people probably didn't watch it because that game was over. He looked decent. He got the ball out quick. Cam wasn't doing that. Uh, so I think it's time to look at Stidham. Belichick vehemently denied that and said that Cam is the quarterback after the game. Uh, the season's over. I think the official number is 6% chance to make the playoffs, but you're not making the playoffs if that's the offense that you're going to trot out there against the Dolphins defense next week. Mm-hmm. So get a look at Stidham. That's my, my take on the Patriots. Uh, if Cam is out there, keep looking at maybe some under passing props because he has now gone. He has now stayed under 175 yards in nine of 12 starts. And he never throws mul- like multiple touchdowns. You can forget it. Now those lines right. are juiced, but he hasn't done that in like a full year. Yeah. Uh, so it's just a, an offense that I'm just happy. Like I said, you know, I finally, uh, I think the bills, you know, Dolphins are chasing them, but the Bills are looking very solid for me. And I really need that. And it's nice to have the Patriots not nipping. They, they were starting to show a little form. And it, honestly, that season, I'm not saying that it would be all different. But when Cam fumbled against Buffalo. Uh, that was a huge swing. That was the swing. I, I, I do think there was a chance that they could have stayed relevant even later. Um, but just not a great team. And we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll shove them. We'll get back to some NFL. I do want to ask you, we had a good question from Chad, and we will get to this who our predictions are maybe for these NFC wildcard spots. Um, we'll get to that later in the show because it, it is starting to take shape, but I do want to transition quickly to the hardwood. We're going to college basketball. Uh, it's not something that everybody's into, but I tell you what, for betting, for odd shop or things like that, there's so many lines out there each and every day. I know Julian, you're, you're way in depth dropping plays. Uh, I'm in our premium chat dropping some, some egregious plays. Uh, it's not the best Fridays. It's certainly not a Tuesday or whatnot, but 
A, just what have your thoughts been on the season? Duke has now canceled non-conference games. We've got a lot of cancellations. And then uh, did you even look today? I know it's very early in the morning. I have looked. Um, I'm always I'm always a day ahead. So like okay. Thursday night, I'm looking at Friday. Now I will uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. I, I probably put 10, 12 plays out on Twitter. If you include the some live lines that I threw out there. Nothing for me yesterday, although when the Patriots was over, I did get in on, on San Diego State and that hit. Um, I didn't put that one out. Sorry, but I don't see that much I like today, honestly. It's t- it's getting to the point where I'm taking like half of the week off for college basketball. And the days that I am in, Tuesday, uh, normally Saturdays, although I don't love tomorrow that much there's there's usually like three days a week that I'm going to bet college basketball and it's going to be I'm gonna have like six games like super Tuesdays have been fantastic uh, I'm, I'm all about them I can't wait for for this Tuesday I don't even know I haven't looked yet I'm excited to look uh, but yeah it's it's more days with you know a heavy amount of plays than than just one or two a day uh I'll be looking for one. Maybe I'll find one, but yeah, it's going to be maybe a play today, maybe a play Saturday and Sunday, but heavy lifting is, is going to be on the big days and the Saturdays don't pick up until college football kind of blows over. Then college hoops gets, gets big on Saturdays and uh, that'll be great for this show to, to talk about it on Friday and look ahead to Saturdays. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I mean, and we've seen, uh, th- this week we had obviously the big 10 and the ACC challenge. We got to look at, we were both on Illinois and that worked out. Uh, not that this was part of that, but I thought, you know, Creighton could have easily should have possibly beaten the Kansas. Free throws, man. We were talking during that one covered didn't win outright. That, that did hurt me a little. Um, Iowa looked pretty good. They have a string of, of shooters around Garza and that's just a team that's very dangerous. I think they're built for the tournament. So we'll see that Clemson look very sharp. Their team I've kind of bought on a little here and there today, though, like I said, there's really not that much to look at. I, I will throw out as I always do one egregious play um, Delaware, oh, yes. the blue hens. They're actually sitting pick them uh, against George Washington today. They've had a bad start to the season. They beat something called Salem state, which is not a real team by three points. Then they lost to UMBC. But this is a team that returns a lot, particularly on offense. Uh, good shooting team, good three-point shooting team, good free-throw shooting team. And I like that. Uh, as you know, college basketball, a lot of time comes down to the foul game. There's one-and-ones, which means if you miss the first free-throw, you don't get the second. It's not like the NBA. A lot of games are decided on things like that. This is a spot where George Washington, I don't exactly know how good they are, obviously. I do know they want to play fast. I think that falls into Delaware's hands. And again, this game is just a pick em. I give a slight lean to Delaware. Is it a huge play? No. But on a card where, you know, Villanova 11 and a half over Georgetown, I don't really like. Creighton, four, two touchdowns over Nebraska. Yeah. I, See, I, yeah, I, I, the thing is, I I really like Creighton. Uh, Nebraska played pretty well against Georgia Tech the other night. I did back Georgia Tech on, on that one and, and cashed. But it's too it's too big of a line. I like Creighton a lot, but that's too much, and I'm not going to bet on Nebraska. On the other side, Georgetown is brutal. They lost, didn't they lose to Navy? George Washington? No, Georgetown. Oh, Georgetown. Yeah, Georgetown is having some issues. They lost some transfers. Uh, obviously, McClung is at Texas Tech. I believe 
one of their bigs went somewhere else. Uh, it's a bad scene right now for them. Georgetown's looked awful, but I don't know if I can lay the double digits with Nova. Uh, it, it's just tough to find a, a spot. What is, do you have, what's Iowa favored by? Do you have 14? Okay. That's a lot. Again, Never I, I mind. Think it, that's a lot of points. Um, you know, there's, I looked very closely. And again, one of the many reasons you should get, get involved with also when we talking about that throughout the show, but in our Slack chat, as these games get closer to tip, we'll certainly be breaking them down. I'm taking a look at everyone's favorite team, Grand Canyon. They are a one point home dog, uh, the antelopes. You don't want to mess around with them, but I have not played any. And then the last game I want to bring, and I don't know, I, you know, you don't want to play the transitive property game. Kansas state is a 10 point favorite at home against Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Kansas state lost to Hayes state. Fort Hayes, which is a made-up school, uh, you know, I don't take that much away from it. It's basketball. There's high variance. Doesn't mean that they're the worst team in the country. But I, I did have to do a double take when I saw they lost to a D two school. Oof. I, I mean, that's not good. I don't, no. I don't know if I'm going to bet on that game, but that's not good to uh, for for Kansas State. I'm honest. I'm I'm looking at Saturday's board right now because I know I'm not going to give anything on Friday. So I'm trying to come up with something, even though we don't know know the exact numbers i'm curious to see what illinois is going to be uh over missouri that's a spot maybe to circle we got florida saturday's actually not bad we got florida florida state that might be an 11 a.m tip which is always nice on a saturday morning uh missouri's pretty good i'll tell you Missouri is pretty good so i i illinois might be favored by too many in that game after the duke win Duke, by the way, we, I mean, we can talk about them. Duke was a team I was really enjoying fading uh, the home court. They're getting points at Cameron, but Cameron's not worth anything the way that it is nope. right now. Uh, and they're just a, you know, Jalen Johnson's a really good prospect, but they're they're mm-hmm. a young team. So going up against, I took Michigan State with the points and money line. I took Illinois with the points and money line. These really good, well-tested Big Ten teams coming into Cameron, which again means nothing. And uh you know, beaten up on a, on an inexperienced team. It just made sense to me. Duke canceling the rest of its non-conference doesn't really matter because they had a few cupcakes on the schedule. So they weren't really spots that I was going to look at. Uh, but I do think, I don't think they're going to get any better by, by sitting around and not getting these kids minutes in real games. So once we get into ACC play against good teams, I think I'm going to continue to fade Duke uh, in, in terms of other teams. Kansas, we both faded to them against Creighton. They did get the one-point win, but they didn't cover. I think that they're – they just don't quite have enough talent. They they lost a lot in Dotson and um, the big man. Azubuki, yeah. Azubuki, so there's that. Then there's Kentucky getting blown out by, by Georgia Tech last Sunday. Kentucky is just too young, too raw. They're, they're like Duke, except more young and, and – a little less put together so far. So those blue blood programs, I think are, are good fades at this, at this point in time. And Kentucky has Notre Dame. Who's not a team that I love on, on Saturday afternoon. Let's see what, see what the number is on that one. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, just in general, one of the things that I've done to begin college basketball is just look at, and I don't, of course, every team is different, but generally it, it would reckon with COVID that these teams that are young, they didn't have as many opportunities to play 
together. And obviously Kentucky's got the blueprint for how you do this and you start slow. And by the time the tournament comes, you're a different team, but Duke usually doesn't do this. And there's several other teams that are just trying to learn on the fly and they're playing teams that have played, you know, you can see when you watch Baylor and you watch Illinois and you watch, these teams know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even Gonzaga. San Diego State, I'll use them as an example. They had a huge year last year. They lost three big-time starters, and they really brought in nobody. A couple transfers that are playing off the bench, but they're all seniors and juniors now uh, in their starting lineup. And just the chemistry of this team, I don't think they're the most talented team, but boy, does it show. Uh, and in a year like this, I think that matters now more than ever just because so many teams just didn't have that opportunity to gel early in the year. Yeah, San Diego State, I backed them with the points against UCLA. They won outright. I did get They're in last good. I did get in last night. I think that now the, you know, that was I think that I think they won by 12, but it was really a blowout in the second half. I, I think that the we're going to people are going to the bookmakers are going to catch on 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 San Diego State moving forward. That might have been the last time to get good value on them. I hope not. We'll see. Uh if they're undervalued again, I'll I'll take them because they're very solid. Um Scrolling through Saturday's board, you said you liked Clemson. They have Alabama in a pretty good game on Saturday night. Uh, I'm hoping we see that game on a different uh, playing field on January 11th. Uh, but Clemson, Bama, Clemson, I'm only worried about. They do look good. And one of my only losses on Wednesday, I took Maryland plus two against Clemson. I lost that in like five minutes. Uh, so that was fun. But yeah. <laughs> the, I, Clemson's really good, but are they going to be overvalued now uh, going against a solid, solid Alabama team? And that's kind of what we're weighing. I think obviously a natural thing is to overreact to each game because uh, we don't have that much data. But again, this is what we're going to do. And I do also want to throw out there if, and I, I unfortunately am in New York, so I cannot play. If you're in a state that plays CBB DFS and you want to play, Matt Gajeski, our partner in crime here, is working overtime to put out projections for these slates so if you want to play stop on over and check out those projections for college basketball they will help you incredibly important because i mean it's hard enough on the betting side uh, to sort through who's playing who's not uh on the dfs side it's even more important i will say if you can put the work in and you do have to put the work in if you want to play college dfs any sport uh, I'm in Massachusetts, so I cannot play, but I was, I am in Rhode Island from time to time. I was in Rhode Island over that Thanksgiving weekend. And I played a couple college basketball slates using the Osmo projections. And I did very well, uh, on one of those Friday or Saturday college hoop slates. Um, just going through the projections and, and putting together a, a solid, what I felt was like a cash lineup kind of deal. And it did very well in tournaments. So Definitely check those out if you are able to play college basketball DFS. No doubt. And obviously, we're going we're gonna to move it to college football now, and then we'll move to M- uh, NBA. See, Freudian slip, because what I wanted to say is, as you see on the screen, our man Tyler behind the glass got it up there. $1, $1 for an NBA weekly pass using the promo code CARUSO. Uh, so you get deal. in for a week. I mean, come on. Uh, I don't really have to sell this. It's just an obvious thing that you should do. Uh, we have the whole team. We're super excited for preseason and just NBA in general. I know, Julian, you are, you're much sharper NBA better than me. Uh, I dabble here and there, but that's one of your bread and butters. I'm assuming you're very excited for both the DFS and betting side of it. I am. Uh, and one of the things that makes, you know, that I do in NBA that makes me 
sharp is uh, you just wait for injury news and pounce on well, props. This year, you're going <laughs> to have a lot of it's it. Not, it's not sharp. It's just taking the layups and be, it's paying attention to the news and being quick. Um, and it works. So it simplifies, you know, when you, when you play DFS, you're reacting to this injury news, but then everybody has the time all the way up until lock to react to that injury. And you also need, uh, you need to work as a string with your, with your eight player lineup to all hit uh, to cash. When you simplify things and pounce on a prop, right. When injury news hits, you're just focusing on one player. There's no, you know, the line's going to move leading up to, to tip presumably on that player's prop, but you get it at a better number. It's just different. It's different than DFS. You just simplify things. So uh, I'll bet things. I do like betting trends like quarters and halves. Some teams show up slow. Some teams show up fast. That'll be stuff I'll be looking at getting some early season data and putting that out and putting plays out there. Uh, But for the most part, what I'm most excited for, especially this year with the abbreviated off season, there's going to be guys resting, even though the NBA has put in place a protocol to like find teams, there's going to have to be guys resting because LeBron's been off for like a month. Uh, he's going to need some rest. You play player props when big names are out and, and that's where you make the majority of your profits for the season. It's going to be wild. And like I said, it's getting st- We got ship my money and Greg Ehrenberg uh, doing some live before lock for NBA preseason it's here. So no better time to get inside the tools projections from Alex best in the business. Great, great time. I know chat uh, you're excited. I'm also a Knicks fan. It's time, times are tough as <laughs> yeah. they always Knicks jets is just insane. Um, all right. Well, college football, we're winding down here. Obviously they're taking similar to college basketball games are getting canceled left and right. Uh, I've wrote multiple articles only to have them be rendered useless Ohio State didn't get enough games. They're scrambling. They're changing the rules for them. But there's a couple games tonight. Uh, we've got UTEP and North Texas. That's really bad. Nevada, San Jose State, that's marginally bad. And then we've got Arizona State, Arizona. That's bad, but at least it's a major conference. Uh, I'm going to throw out – so Arizona is the team I want to talk about, Julian, and then I'll – you know, floor is yours. We can talk Saturday, and then we'll get to the NFL. But I just want to bring this to everyone's attention. So Arizona – a, they're very bad, but their quarterback, who I'm a fan of, is Grant Gannell. He has been out several weeks now with a shoulder injury, and their offense has really stalled. They're throwing a true freshman in there. I assume, and we do not know, but keep an eye on his status. I thought he was going to play last week. He warmed up. He did not play. If he is back in there as an 11-and-a-half home dog in a rivalry game, I think that Arizona is very live in this game, certainly live to cover it. Arizona State is not great either. And I really think just when you when you sever a team with their quarterback like Arizona, they just can't function. Now, the offensive line has protection issues, but if Gunnell is back there and he's good to go, I will back this team at home plus 11 and a half. So it's, it's just a, a perfect situation for an if statement. If he is good to go, I'm betting Arizona. If he is not good to go, I will stay away. Simple as that. Sounds good to me. I have no idea who this guy is. He's I know good. nothing about any of these teams playing on Friday night, so I'll, tr- I'll trust you there. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just a team that doesn't have, this is not like the NFL where you just like go and try to get a backup. They don't have a backup quarterback. They were forced to move to a true freshman and they have scored 13 and 10 points in recent weeks. Uh, 
you know, right. that first game they played USC, they lost 34 to 30. Gunnell played and USC is actually probably the this class of the, of the Pac-12. So um, this is a team, again, Arizona State has only played twice. They're 0-2. Arizona is 0-4. I don't know that either of the teams should be double-digit favorites. So that's another reason to kind of, for me, back the dog in a rivalry game. That makes sense to me. Um, I'll be paying attention to that. I'm. This is a weird week. So much is getting axed. I'm kind of done-ish with college football. And you know me, I bet I bet mostly on bigger games like college basketball. I'll I'll dig deep with you and mm-hmm. get down on some of these weird teams, blue hens and whatnot. Yeah, blue hens. Let's go. Football. I, I don't really do that. I I just want to bet on bigger games that I'm watching and enjoy and that I you know see so that I know kind of what I'm betting on. There's so much canceled this week and I'm really excited and looking ahead to Saturday the 19th when we're going to get Northwestern Ohio State, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Notre Dame, Clemson, which has already moved from seven and a half to nine and a half, uh, Tulsa, Cincy and Florida against my Alabama Crimson Tide, which I hold a million future tickets on to win the SEC and national championship. So roll tide. Uh, I'm looking forward to next Saturday, but uh, two things that I'm interested in. I'm, I don't really have a side yet, but the best game on the board looks like North Carolina and Miami. Interesting even ACC type of matchup. Um, so I want to see if you have a take on that one, because I don't know. I might take Miami minus three. I'm not really sure on that game. I might just watch it for fun. Uh, Saturday night though, if there's one thing, I think I might bet one thing on Saturday and what I think it's going to be Florida still needs to destroy LSU because they think that they have a shot against Alabama in, uh, the title game, even though they don't to get in and get that four seed. And they're trying to get Kyle Trask, the Heisman against a really bad LSU defense. And they're at home here. They're 22 and a half point favorites. We saw Bama come out and just swarm LSU last weekend I bet first quarter and first half I think I'm just gonna bet Florida first quarter first half something like that uh and assume that they come out and and just are all over this garbage LSU team that has nothing to play for yeah LSU's really bad um I don't mind that listen they're they're just not the same team the brand recognition makes you always I always see that and I'm like wow LSU's getting four touchdowns yeah that's right. because they're absolutely atrocious it's gonna be interesting not that this is going to happen but you could have a situation in the SEC if Florida somehow beat Bama where Florida beat Bama Bama beat A&M who wasn't in the the title game and then A&M is the team that beat Florida uh I don't know exactly what would happen there you could possibly get two in uh, just a weird situation with them being in the East. I will say, though, uh, two things. I, I, I rarely take victory laps on this show, but I'm going to take a couple here. Akron finally won a game. It's been multiple years, literally. Uh, and I was happy to see that. But the thing I really want to talk about, I mentioned this last week, and obviously it's easy to say this now that I knew they were going to win outright. But Indiana was a 13-point underdog last week. That was a great Wisconsin, bet. And they, they won that game. I honestly think they kind of won it going away. Uh, I like that spot. I had talked about the backup quarterback, but it's more so also that Wisconsin is not the team that I think people realize. And they are, once again, I don't really understand. They're a two-point favorite in Iowa. Uh, I don't see it. I, over under 41 and a half, it's going to be lower scoring. 
when we look at Wisconsin, I don't think, I think there's a chance that they're actually not even remotely good. They beat up on Illinois. They had a couple games canceled. They beat up on Michigan. Since then, they scored seven points against Northwestern and they scored six points against Indiana. That's all we have on them. And now they play an Iowa team that they're not the best team in the world, but they are five and two. They've obviously had a number of games and they've won five straight. Uh, to me, this is, I mean, I don't get it. I don't understand I mean, why Iowa is not favored in this game. Uh, like I said, are they beating up on it, the best teams in the world? No, but they have looked good. They have won five straight. And to me, Wisconsin is a team that is absolutely fraudulent right now. I took advantage of it last week with Indiana. Uh, you, I'm going to do it again oh, here with Iowa. Did you sprinkle any Indiana money line? I had a little bit. Uh, not yeah. as much as I should have, obviously. It's easy to say that now, but yeah. It was just nice to see a game. The best feeling in the world, obviously, you want to cash the tickets, but it was when a game goes exactly how you actually thought it would go. Like, I watched that game, and it was the game plan that I wanted, uh, and that felt great. So, um, ugly game. I think the wrong team is favorite, though. Iowa, probably my favorite bet on the board for Saturday. Yeah, I did wind up taking in uh, Indiana plus 14 uh, yeah. at the end, which was – a cakewalk. I kicked myself for not sprinkling on the money line. I mean, you just convinced me I'm going to bet two things on Saturday. Now I'm going to bet Iowa uh, and I'm going to bet Florida first half or first quarter. Um, It is nice when those plays just go like right to your analysis. Like I tweeted that out last night with a clip from my Cam Newton under passing yards. I gave out all the stats. The Rams are the best team uh, allow the fewest passing yards per game. Cam Newton stayed under this, so many games he's had this many passing yards blah 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 but then the last clip was just and when the Patriots are down big in this game they'll (laughs) turn to Jared Stidham as they have been recently uh especially with Cam banged up on the short week and then what do you know Stidham's in the game so it I know what you mean it happens rarely this is like the first time in ages that one of my articles actually the bet one and the analysis was spot on so I know how you feel there um it's Nice, nice feeling. Nice to be right every once in a while. Once, once in a while. Uh, I think, I think that's it. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited for next weekend, as I said, and we'll, we'll cover that next Friday. But I'm in on Iowa. I'm in on, on a, a first quarter, first half play on Florida. Let's do it. And as we always say, one, uh, if you've got questions and you're not in Slack, get in Slack because we're talking about a lot more games than this. Two, hit us up, follow us on Twitter. Handles are there. Oh, uh-oh, third play from the clouds. Uh-oh. No. I just want to talk about two quick college football things sure. with you that mattered to me, I guess. So I've, I've Bama plus 140 to win it all. They're right around even odds, maybe even laying some money some places now. Uh, do you think Alabama is a good bet at like even money to win it all? Or do you like going elsewhere? So I, I think they're fine. What I'll say though, is that sometimes you can get better value just literally par like if you have the ability to open parlay you just parlay bama and bama yes um because i don't think those spreads will be <laughs> you're speaking right to me a bama yeah. bama parlay that's yeah. right in my yeah. bama bama parlay you might get better than even money especially if you know clemson destroys if they get Notre. i mean whoever gets Notre dame you might as well not play that game and just take the buy uh but that's neither here nor there so don't jinx it no there's the, I, I've, do, I've done this and i've got so scared that i'm gonna jinx it there's no jinxing when Notre dame they lose by 40 every year in the playoff and then brian kelly says you know it was anybody's game it's a couple bounces like yeah <laughs> so if those six think, touchdowns went the week? other way you could have been in it what do you um, think about next week against clemson 
I think that I hope it's I hope that we get a spread that's even remotely reasonable. I mean, listen, in all seriousness, Notre seven, Dame's it went a, from seven and a half to nine and a half. Already. Like, they're a very good team. They have a fantastic offensive line and Ian Book knows what he's doing. I don't think they're in the class uh, of those teams, but I'm obviously, as you can tell, not the biggest Notre Dame guy <laughs> out there. I have I have a million parlays closing out next weekend that pretty much all involve Clemson winning the ACC and Alabama winning the SEC. So I, I'm, I don't have to deal with any points. I just need to cheer for my heavy favorites that I love to win. So I'm looking forward to next Saturday. My second quick question, um, and I asked you about this personally earlier in the week. I have a small, small bet on Kyle Trask plus 4,000 to win the Heisman, um, which is obviously fantastic. I, if I lose a couple of bucks, I lose a couple of bucks. But I'm starting to think I should maybe hedge up on that because I don't see another option outside of Mac Jones that could win it. Um, so number one, do you agree? It's just down to those two guys, Lawrence book can't do anything to get there. Devonta Smith can't steal it from Mac Jones. I don't think it can go to a wide receiver. Um, I think Trask deserves to be favored. Uh, he is on DK Sportsbook. on FanDuel. It's the opposite. And Mac Jones is slightly favored and Kyle Trask is at a little bit plus money. Trask has put up the bigger numbers. What I'm concerned about, and Trask should, should put up big numbers against LSU this weekend. Mac Jones should put up big numbers against Arkansas this weekend. I think we're going to see similar odds next week. Uh, but once we get to the SEC title game and Alabama stomps out Florida because that's what's going to happen, Mac Jones might shift to the favorite, and I feel like I should hedge up on some Mac Jones even money right now. I mean, you know, I think it's more of a risk tolerance question. Obviously, you've got a a big time ticket. If you want to take some, some money there, I don't mind it. Uh, it, It's, it's just, I I do think there is an element though, where people have some Bama fatigue just in general. And it's like, well, Mac Jones is really good, but he's playing with Devontae Smith and Najee Harris where not that Florida doesn't have talent, but you know, Pitts maybe, but like Kyle Trask is just doing it. And I, I do think that that helps his cause kind of come out of I don't want to say nowhere but again it's the Bama QB it's just like it feels like a plug and play in a lot of ways so it's not to take away from Mac Jones but I do think if they hold steady that Kyle Trask will be uh raising the trophy it is kind of like Joe Burrow last year except except LSU was just dominating everybody in Florida instead is just a very very good team this year rather than a freight train but yeah I don't know. I kind of, I kind of agree with you in, in some sense. Um, and Bama is boring, especially since they're going to win the sec championship game by like a million and then win the college football championship. So, yeah. Yeah. I just think, you know, you, you've got, you go from Hertz to, to, uh, to Mac, whereas, you know, Florida hasn't been yep. as relevant. Certainly when Felipe Franks was there, it wasn't, they, they had some down years, I do think that people are now looking at when you think of Florida football, you immediately go to Trask. Trask is like a one man guy carrying that team. Not that that's the case, but it feels that way. When you look at Bama, you just look at a, a team that's got absolute monsters on every level. The defense certainly isn't what it used to be, but it, it's to me, it just rings a little differently. So I would probably hold, I would never fault anyone for taking a little and, and kind of free rolling it. Um, yeah. So that's my main question is I won't be mad if I, you know, if I put a 
some money on Mac Jones at even odds and, and lose it and take out of my big Trask profit, I won't be mad. I'll be mad if somebody else wins it. There's so there's no, no chance somebody else is going to win it, right? No. Justin Fields. So my big Heisman position was on Justin Fields. He just hasn't uh, played enough. He can't, can't get it. It's impossible. He just didn't get the opportunity to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nobody else. So it's a two, two horse race and you've got uh, great odds on one of them. So you'll have the opportunity. That's all I'm, all I'm checking in on. There we go. All right. Halfway through. Here we go, folks. Are you ready? We got a lot, a lot of Sunday football games to talk about. Uh, we've had 14 of them on Sunday, seven at one o'clock, six at four o'clock, and then a night game. Um, first thing, I do want to give a quick shout out to Odd Shopper. If you haven't been there, oddshopper.osimo.com. Uh, you guys know it is the place to be. You can see all the lines from the different sports books, find the best value. We have the player prop section. I've been writing up that daily prop of the day. It's been good lately. The reason it's yes. been good is because I go to Odd Shopper and I look and I find the best value on the board and I write it from there. So if you want to do that, if you want to emulate that, get to the player props, you search by player, and then you can click right into the matchup page as well. Um, you see the movement, all those things. But I want to dive into some games. Like I said, there's a ton of them. I want to actually start with certainly not a, a big time game, but I, I I always love to pick your brain on on how you envision the slate, particularly with teasers. So Seattle's coming off just an absolute garbage loss. The Jets, I don't think we need to dig into what we saw last week against the Raiders. It's just pathetic. It's just under two touchdowns, 13 and a half point favorite for Seattle. Do you do anything with a game like that? Do you leave it alone? Do you tease it? Uh, what What do you make of, Obviously, the Jets, once again, just being in a horrible position. Seattle should cover its leg of a teaser if you get them down to, to seven. Uh, I'm not going to. You can look at the Jets two ways. Like, they beat the Raiders. They just gave the game away. Cover uh, zero. Because they want to lose. So the safe thing, you know, the Jets might show up to play and compete but they're going to lose in the, in the end. So the only safe thing with Seattle is the money line because the jets, even if the jets are winning the game, they'll lose the game. Uh, but I don't think the jets are good enough to beat Seattle. They pulled it off against the Raiders. They're not good enough to pull it off in Seattle. Uh, so look, what are you going to do with like a minus 700 Seahawks money line? Yeah, Pretty much nothing. But if you're like me uh, and you dive into these monster favorite parlays, like I've, I've put the Seahawks together with like, Alabama next weekend, Clemson next weekend, Ohio State next weekend. Like if you put those four things together, you're at like minus 110 or so. Like it's not, it's a square parlay. It's a four leg parlay that gets you to standard 110 juice, um, which isn't advisable normally. But I just, I feel strongly that those teams are absolutely going to win because they need to win and the Jets can't win. So Stuff like that is where you use it. I'm not doing anything with Seattle. Seattle is your, if you still have them, they're your survivor pick most likely. Correct. Uh, in terms of teasers, some t- there's a lot of numbers that work this week, and sometimes that means it's a good week. Sometimes it means it isn't. I, I haven't really decided this week. Uh, the Dolphins had a touchdown. The Dolphins are the best team in the NFL against the spread. However, when you put Kansas City into a teaser and just need them to win – Pittsburgh just lost and they're underdogs on Sunday night in Buffalo. So if Kansas city wins, they're sitting back watching that night game, rooting for Buffalo 
saying if Pittsburgh goes down one more time, we slip into the one seed, which we talked about last week is a massive deal because it's the only seed with a buy this season compared to the top two seeds getting buys in, uh, you know, previous seasons. So Kansas city getting the win in Miami, I think is, that's a spot that we can trust. Then you got Tampa six and a half perfect teaser number against Minnesota. Minnesota has been all over the place. Tampa's secondary has been really bad. I think coming out of the bye, Tampa cleans it up a little bit uh, just because they have to um, and, and put up a lot of points on Minnesota. I think they win. So like maybe a Kansas city, Tampa, Tennessee is going to be one that catches everybody's eye against Jacksonville. Got to beat Jacksonville, but the Jags have played the Packers tight, the Vikings tight in recent weeks. Like that one makes me nervous. And Tennessee only won that game by three came right down to the wire back in week two. A lot of these teaser pieces make me pretty nervous. I'm not touching Saints Eagles, which is at seven, because I don't trust Taysom Hill enough. And then what's Jalen Hurts going to be? I like Jalen Hurts. Uh, obviously you see how much I like Alabama, Uh no film on him is not going to help the saints. Uh, that's a weird spot. Green Bay should beat Detroit. Uh, Green Bay, Kansas city and Tampa are three teaser considerations. I don't know if I'm necessarily going to do anything with them. Yeah. I mean, this is the time of the year where it gets a little tricky because you've got team, certain teams are out of it. Certain teams need wins, but it doesn't always translate. I, I mean, you can, talk about so many times where in week 17 one team has nothing to play for another team has everything to play for uh doesn't always work out like that i i do think you can look to some of those particularly i feel confident that green bay finds a way to get it done i I don't trust detroit at all uh with you new orleans and the eagles is a fascinating game uh i think more on the dfs side Uh, i want to see what the books do with the player props obviously it looks like we're not going to get breeze um if we did come the minute breeze comes back, Kamara's reception total needs to Boom. be hit. Yes. Um, that is something that we need to react to quickly. I guess I want to ask you, I know we're straying a little, but like, do you have any idea how Jalen hurts is going to impact Sanders and Rager or any of those guys in terms of the player prop market? Not really. Uh, it's hard Jaylen, to tell. Wentz has been awful. So like the passing numbers can't really get all that much worse. It's not like Wentz was, had a go-to guy and was like jacking up his numbers or anything. And it's not like Hertz is going to come in and give a significant boost to anybody. I don't think. Uh, So I think things should remain pretty much the same and maybe we'll learn a lot from this game. What I am interested, I'm interested in maybe some Hertz props. I want to see what his rushing number is. Uh, I guess Hertz props. I'm I'm curious to see if those seem low, maybe I'll, I'll react to some stuff there. It's yeah, I, I do think again on, on the DFS side, it's interesting, probably staying away uh, from that spread. It's a tough one. And I just don't know, maybe live if, if we see that Hertz is just ineffective. I think you can tell mm-hmm. against the Saints defense, but that's neither here nor there. Um, do you have any interest? I want to put the teaser conversation to bed just a little. Are there any dogs that you would be interested in moving up? Uh whether it's the Giants or the Raiders, the Chargers, uh, Washington against the Niners, you get up to 10. Any of those type of teams 
pique your interest, Jacksonville north of two touchdowns if you want to go the other way? Uh, or are you tentatively maybe looking towards those favorites? I'm looking towards the favorites, I think. And I don't know if I'm even going to tease any of the favorites, yeah, to exactly. be honest. Um, I don't know if it's going to be the week for it. The if I mean getting if you got if you find a place where Washington's three and a half and got them up to like nine and a half ten maybe some interest there just because I can't see the nine just the way both of those teams play I don't see either team really blowing anybody out in in that game and I while I said I would tease the Chiefs I think teasing the Dolphins up to to 14 is pretty reasonable uh I don't think they're going to get blown out. The chiefs haven't covered a spread in three or four weeks. They win games, but they haven't been covering. So saying going into Miami against a quality wild card type of opponent, a good defense. I don't think that Kansas city is going to win that game by more than a couple touchdowns. So those would be the places that I would look. I'm, I'm not going to do that, but if you wanted a dog to tease, I would say Washington and Miami. I agree. Uh, again, I'm not, uh, if I had to, I'll, I'll say this. If I had to tease, the Chiefs game, I would rather tease the Dolphins than the Chiefs. I feel more confident that the Dolphins don't get blown out than the Chiefs win the game. Okay. Um, but I don't think it's the best week for that. It's a weird collection of, uh, of spreads, though, looking at Odd Chopper. We've got a lot sitting around a touchdown, and then we've got four or five sitting around two points, two and a half, three. Uh, those games, obviously, were more just trying to pick a winner. So I'm just going to rattle a couple off. First one is a garbage game. I mean, Dallas is done uh they've been done they get the Bengals. i believe the Bengals have turned to finley i think that helps their cause do you do you try to dumpster dive with dallas laying three and a half on the road or do we just say what's not try to attack one of these teams i'm not even looking at that game i do not see that game um i don't want to see there's nothing there that i can I'm not gonna. I'm just not gonna try and figure that out. You probably will sit down and try and figure that out. I probably will, even though I will say, I have just like <laughs> Dallas has been awful again. And not that this is super indicative, but they've been awful against the spread all year. Uh, I don't. I think it would be Cincinnati or pass, but I am not looking to to put a wager on that game. I think there's too many unknowns again. The worse the game is to me, in some ways, the more appealing player props become because there's just aspects of the game that I think are more predictable than the game itself. When you have bad teams, honestly, the Jets are an example. They find stupid ways to lose the game. The Bears are another one. Like mm-hmm. teams like that, they can't get out of their own way. And it just makes it very difficult to bet something as large as the game itself. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but you can take smaller micro shots within a game like that. And you only need to get one aspect of the game, right? Yep, I agree there. Uh, if there's a a bad game that I'm going to this week, and I I don't think I'm going to, but Atlanta Atlanta minus two and a half. I knew it. Yeah, I see that. Okay. So uh, we you know what we saw last week? Uh, the Patriots just beat the Chargers forty five to nothing, and the Patriots suck. So. Matt Ryan's been bad lately, so we're getting maybe a little bit of value on Atlanta. I think the offense will be better in this game. And you, you, the coaching change has has really helped Atlanta's defense. Atlanta's defense has been solid, and you can pinpoint when that you know happened. It was when the coaching change happened. So 
this is just fading a, a bad a bad coach against a team that has the talent in the Falcons. Now they never do anything with it, but the talent is there. The defense is better. Uh, they're the better team. That's why they're the two and a half point road favorite, but the chargers are a mess on special teams. They're so poorly coached and it look it looks like there's a little bit more value here. Now that we watched the Thursday night game and see what the Patriots actually are and the Patriots that scored three points against the Rams last night and could not move the ball for their lives beat you 45, nothing. I think that the Falcons are going to get this one done. I'm day by day coming around on maybe betting this game. I don't mind it. Obviously the chargers, we've always known they've had talent. They found Herbert. He's got talent, but it doesn't translate on the field as much as it should. And then last week, the wheels came off. Uh, another aspect of this game, and listen, it's not to always say that the square side and the sharp, like the over overs are always a public side. People like to bet the over 49 and a half though, for these teams, I do think is maybe a little light. Uh, I do it. The Falcons are going to be able to move the ball and the chargers. Yes. The the Patriots obviously just dismantled them, but I, I feel more confident that they will put up some points in this against Atlanta secondary Eckler. Keenan Allen, they're getting healthier. I think this is going to be a good DFS game, and I think it's going to be a pretty good game to take a position on and over, which normally the public does. I'm more of an under better. I like the ugly games, but as square as it is, I think I'm going to lean to the over in this one. I, I think the winning team gets into the 30s, and it's a competitive game. That's fair. I'm, I'm a little worried about the, I mean, the Falcons' defense has been better, and the offense has been worse recently. Herbert is, I guess, due for some regression that we we saw last week. I don't know. It's the Falcons have been an under team recently, but obviously this is different. This is this is the Chargers. This is a mess of a, a game with two teams that you can't trust. Uh, which is why I go back and forth. Should I bet the Falcons? Should I not bet the Falcons? Probably means I shouldn't, and it probably means I will. Uh, so we'll see what happens. So a game that a couple of weeks ago. we had a feeling maybe it would be important to one team. turns out it's going to be very important to both teams is the Cardinals and the giants. Arizona is hanging on, uh, but they're, they're in a free fall right now. They're very fortunate that they connected on that hail Mary, or they'd be in in dire straits, uh, trying to get the last wild card spot. Them in Minnesota right now are battling for it. I, I give the edge to Arizona. They are a two and a half point road favorite against the Giants team that, listen, you got to give them credit. They were multiple times this year. We talked about the East. Basically, you're, you're throwing out the Giants, uh, and then you're going to kind of figure out who of the garbage teams could win it. That is not the case. They've done more with less than most. Their defense is underrated. Colt McCoy got it done last week. Can they keep it going at home here? If they could win this game, they're really off to the races. New York and Washington are playing well in that division. They are. Philly, and, Philly and Dallas aren't. So it's a little scary. Uh, I have, I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. I, I, both of these teams can be, can be anybody. So I have no idea how to guess which team is going to show up. I don't know what to look at to tell which team is going to show up uh, for either team. So I'm staying away. I, one of my bigger bets, you know, I, the Raiders I'm, I'm done with the bears have come back to life to miss the playoffs for me, Seattle to make the playoffs. I'm counting as a win. One yeah. that I was counting as a win all season was the giants under six and a half wins. And now I'm going to have to sweat it out. Uh, 
I really need the Giants to lose this game. So I'm just going to sit back and root for that for, for futures purposes. But I, you tell me what happens in this game. I, your guess is as good as mine. I think the spread is right on. Don't see any value there uh, sitting around that three-point number. The only thing that I want to look into more, and I wish I had more explanation, Chet, but I don't, is, is Kyler's rushing prop. Three straight weeks now, he's only had five carries. You have five carries, you're not going to get there. Uh, you know, obviously, could he break one? Of course, but that's not the volume we want to see. I kind of want to see if the line is still up there and I I may look to short it again because it's not that he's ineffective running. It's that he does not want to run right now. Does that go Um, back to the shoulder injury too? Maybe he doesn't want to get hit. It it certainly seems more than coincidental that he got nicked up with the shoulder. And since then, like I said, he, he was averaging North of 10 carries a game and he was finding the end zone automatically. And in the last three games, he's had five carries in each one. They have looked, significantly worse if you think for some reason there are certain books out there that are just giving money away if you can correlate parlay props which obviously in real books is illegal Kenyon Drake over correlates perfectly with Kyler's under Kenyon Drake is the guy who is boosting and getting all the usage right now because of Kyler's kind of hesitation to run and if that continues I do think that Arizona is in trouble because they need him to be more dynamic Agree. You know, as bad as that game is, talk about a game with no feel. The Colts and the Raiders, I mean, the Raiders get absolutely dismantled by Atlanta. I say, you know what, that happens. I throw it away. They get the Jets. You pick up an easy win and you get back on track. I mean, yeah, they did get a win, but obviously we all know it wasn't easy. Now they're at home, three-point spread against the Colts who are in the thick of the South right now with the Titans. Another team, another game where both teams really need it. I give the edge actually to the Raiders as pathetic as that is. Uh, I want to see what's up with Jacobs, but at home, possibly a live dog for me. I, I don't know what to make of the Colts, even though we're in week 14. How crazy is that? Yeah. I, I mean, Again, the Raiders didn't win that game last week. They got you through survivor pools. They cashed your money line parlays. They cashed my money line parlay. So thank you. Uh, but they didn't win the game. That was just a technical final score. It counts on their record. Uh, I don't know. I would, if you made me bet this game, I would probably go Colts, um, which is why this is a, like the Cardinals Giants, like a weird game to bet. You ask people what they like. You're going to get two people on two different sides and, it's a tough game to gauge. I don't, maybe this just goes back to my Raiders hate. I don't like the red. haven't liked the Raiders all year. Uh, they've been better than I thought, uh, but they should have bounced back last week and they didn't. Maybe they do here at home, but it, they're a terrible run defense and Indy pounds it with Taylor. Hines is playing well, uh, but I don't know. Like, I don't want to bet on Phillip Rivers at this stage. This is, I'm, I'm not going to bet on this game, but. I think the Colts win, I guess. Get them out of here. (laughs) Again, this is a week that obviously I think you have to be pretty selective. And one of the things we like to preach on the show, it maybe doesn't make for the most molten lava social media type takes. Some weeks you look at the board and you say, okay, a lot of these spreads are pretty much in line with how I'm breaking it down. Uh, Don't force it look for other avenues. You've got player props, you've got totals, you've got, if you want to go a teaser route and change it up, you have opportunities there, but just saying 
I bet, you know, I bet five NFL games a week and I got to find my five. Well, that's crazy. Uh, you're going to end up forcing games in that there is no edge to. Uh, and, and when I'm on Odd Shopper and on this matchup page and I'm looking through all, all the resources we have, some of these games, it adds up perfectly to where I say, up oh, this team should be, I got them as a three-point favorite. I look at Odd Shopper, they're a three-point favorite. Uh, that rings no value to me. So I don't think you want to force it. A couple games, and then we're going to bounce on out of here. Obviously, with NBA preseason, I want to say once again, get in there for a dollar. Uh, you get it up to December 29th, first week of NBA. No reason not to do that. We have such a good team. Uh, and I'm going to be doing some things We're on the betting side. Me and Julian got you covered as well. So it's not just DFS, but the ownership, the projections, just everything you need for what's going to be a crazy season. Uh, you don't want to miss that. I want to ask you, though, about the – about the night game and, and also uh, about the Monday game, the big game Steelers coming off. It was a matter of time. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be Washington, but I'm not also shocked. Now they're a, a dog against Buffalo. Who's a good team. Do you think Bud Dupree going down made a huge difference? Do you think it was just playing multiple games in a short span and it caught up to them? Where are the Steelers? Are they the second best team in the AFC or are they not even that? Uh, it's hard to pick another team that's necessarily better than them in the AFC other than the chiefs, obviously. So maybe they're the second best by default, but it wouldn't surprise me if they're the third or fourth. It wouldn't surprise me if the Ravens are, are better than Pittsburgh. Uh, I've been saying all year and it's not a hot take. Like the Steelers were going to lose at some point. I, I had them on a couple shows. I think I said on this show, when we pick a dog, I picked Washington. You did. Um, that was bad schedule bad injuries like it was going to catch up to them and I think that we're at a point in the season where Pittsburgh might string together some losses here and finish with like finish 13 and three or something like that um Buffalo is probably a coin flip game they could win it they might not I don't think I'm going to bet on it uh but I could easily see them you know finishing this season 13 and three wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all and then they limp into the playoffs and they have to play the chiefs get the bye, and then they have to play in the first round. And then who knows what happens? So I'm sitting, I'm sitting on a chiefs plus plus one twenty to win the AFC that I'm pretty happy about uh, at this stage, just because I, I think it's, they're in their own tier. Like when Pittsburgh was undefeated, if people were putting them up with Kansas city, that is incorrect. Uh, and with the defense taking some hits now, I think that's going to be a big deal come come playoff time. So I'm, my plan is just to watch the Buffalo game, try and learn from it. I do like a side in the Monday night game though. Is it the, is it the Brownies? Are you going against Baker in the game? Not the Brownies. <laughs> okay. So you, um, Ravens I think healthier. I think the Ravens are getting healthier. I think they're, they're picking up some momentum. Uh, and I think they need the game. The Ravens are not in a playoff spot right now, but they need to get in the playoffs. Uh, they need to win this game. So Baltimore, this one was, was one point yesterday when I talked about it on, on my podcast over at, over at DraftKings. It's now two and a half. So I would much rather take the minus 127 money line uh, if this one's going to be sitting around two and a half than, than lay those points. I'll, I'll just take the 127 money line. Baltimore needs it. Baltimore's got a great run defense. Cleveland beats you by running the ball. Uh, don't want to put too much weight in it, but we know what happened back in week one absolute beatdown of, of the Browns. I think that things are trending in Baltimore's direction to get a little hot, get a wild card spot. They need to get these games. These are, this is a playoff game 
pretty much for almost both teams. This is a huge game yeah. on Monday night. Uh, huge. So I'm going back to I, – I know that Cleveland's been hot. I think they're maybe a little overvalued after how they came out last week. It's, it's telling that Baltimore's favored in this game on the road because Cleveland's been the better team all year. So the, shouldn't the Browns be the two-and-a-half-point favorite? I think that's pretty telling. I, I like Baltimore in this game. Yeah, I mean, this is a big game for Cleveland. And in some ways, even though Baltimore has to have the game, if Cleveland is as legit as they appear to be, they have to win games like this. Like, it's great to rack up wins, and they're going to make the playoffs. Baltimore smoked them in week one, and they need to show at home that they are the better team. Actually, the only thing I'll say as we bounce on out of here, I think it's going to be a slow, methodical game. I like the under. Uh, Baltimore... We're going to find out one way or another. These are the, this is like a playoff game uh, for both of these teams. Whoever comes away is going to have momentum. I like under 47 and a half. Uh, to me, both teams attack on the ground. Chubb, certainly Lamar, I think will be back to his running ways. I may back his over in rushing yards once again. Um, and we'll see what breaks. Uh, on that note, though, we're going to bounce on out of here. Like I said, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, you should do that and hit the notification bell because I can't even keep up with the number of shows that we have going on. We have every sport covered all day leading up to what's going to be a long and fun NBA season. We got you covered here at awesome.com. So on that note for me and Julian, for Tyler behind the glass, uh, good luck everyone this weekend, obviously hit us up on Twitter, hit us up in Slack. If you have any questions and we will see you next week for more sports.